If someone gave you the chance to make all your dreams come true, wouldn't you do it? And if you failed, wouldn't you be happy you at least got the chance to try? I need to take this chance, and I'm so glad you're here with me. Welcome to Casey's Corner. Welcome to Casey's Corner. I am your host, Casey Potts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is fun, man. Wanna know why? Because we get to drink. (laughs) I am talking with Ashley Lewis today, who is a wine expert. She's a mom. She's an entrepreneur. And I'm so excited to chat with her. I have uh, cracked open a can. This is not sponsored. This just happens to be what I had in my fridge. Um... This is the decoy seltzer, and actually, my husband and I went up to Napa. When did we go to Duckhorn? We went to Napa uh, over the summer, and we got to hang out at Duckhorn Vineyards and talk with some of their experts there, and they, at that point, they were just launching these, so when I found these in the store, I was pretty pumped, and I will tell you, they're not half bad. All right, so I see Ashley. Let's go ahead and add her in. Hello. Hey. I'm good. How, How are you, you Ashley? I'm so good. Thank you for taking some time to join me and chat and drink <laughs> with course. me. Hopefully you're drinking something too over there, are you? I didn't have okay. some wine ready to, to go, ready to sip on. Absolutely. So what is it um, that's in your glass long. today? It's like the drink of the moment for me. Um, nice. <laughs> it's crazy over here. My daughter's just waking up and my Walter can, Walter can come over here. Walter. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> um, two. No two. problem. How old's yeah, your daughter? She just turned two last month and she is so sweet, but she's definitely entering like the crazy two era right now so <laughs> oh don't be fooled don't be fooled it is not oh. terrible twos it is the uh let's see i think we hit turbulent threes and oh, feisty feisty four. Fours. i like that that's what I know, we hit it's sad like i never want to say terrible feisty twos fours. because there's no kid who's terrible like it's just sad to say that yeah. we um we're gonna go with like tiring twos because she's just like emotionally wearing us out physically wearing us out it's just tiring all around (laughs) um but it it is really such a it is it is um she's like communicating more so it's just like so special I love it (laughs) that is fun yeah they definitely start to find their own voice and if she's Um, anything like mine she'll stop using it (laughs) (laughs) it is it's I always say that the mm-hmm. things that drive us insane now are all the attributes that we're going to be very grateful for that she has in the future, yes, exactly. but right now they're just exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive in. Um, I want everyone who's watching or listening to learn a little bit more about you. So tell us about yeah, you and how um, you got into wine. So I actually work nine to five in finance. It's not a very sexy job, obviously. Um, and my husband and I have just always enjoyed wine. That was like a prerequisite for me marrying anyone. So I'm glad I found a partner who loves it as much as I do. Um, and when we got engaged in 2016, we celebrated by going to Napa Valley for the first time. Um, and we just like completely caught the wine bug, fell in love with it. We tasted wines that we hadn't sipped on before and um, just kept going back to Napa 
And then eventually we started traveling abroad to like some really remote wine regions. And our love for wine just grew more and more. And I wanted to just immerse myself in it. So I figured like, I, my friend who I sat next to at work, um, I work in finance, but I used to sit with like our paid social team and she works on like all these social media campaigns. And she's like, you have to start a wine account. You have to start a wine blog. Like, it's really cool that you like this. Um, and so I did. And then I felt like I needed to study wine. I mean, I, it's not for everyone studying wine. Like you can post about wine and mm. share all your favorite wines and not have formal education like that's totally fine but for me I felt like if I wanted to be like a voice sure. of authority on the subject that I needed to go out and um, study and and learn all that I could so I could really help other people as best as I could so I started taking classes online I went through three levels of wine education through WSET in like a year. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just so cool. and then I enrolled in the French wine scholar program. Um, I haven't finished that yet. I've been just beating around the bush. Um, and then Amelia showed up, which kind of just obviously slows everything down. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I love studying sure. it. I love tasting it. Wine is such a fun thing. And there's so many different styles. So yeah, that's how I got into it. <laughs> There are. No, absolutely. And I think that sometimes when a wine list hits your table at a restaurant or you go into a store to purchase yeah. a bottle of wine, it's overwhelming, right? There's so many bottles and it's hard not to look at the pretty bottle, right? And just be gravi <laughs> gravitate towards that one. Um, so my question to you is how can newbies like start making better selections around wine, whether it be at a store? Yeah, or I mean, for me, I like to start off like geographically. Like, if you find a wine that you really like and it's from Santa Barbara, um, just keep chipping away at that region and look at different styles of the same variety. Like, Pinot Noir is really big there, um, and it's my favorite. Pinot Noir mm -hmm. from California so like we found this one winery that we really liked and then we just started trying other wineries in that area and you can kind of start to taste the nuances between the different winemaking technique techniques um, but then you'll also see like similar styles and body because it's obviously the same climate so that's a really good way to learn about a region um, and I think like the same goes, like if you're thinking about like imports, so like with Rioja, I think that's such a cool region and they have, um, like that's mostly Tempranillo based, but a lot of red, red blends, um, and some really great white wines. And I think that's honestly like the best value right now. I like can't push Rioja okay. Spanish wines enough right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, that would be my advice is cool. just, if you find something that you like, then just kind of stick with that area and just keep branching out and trying different producers and keep a little notes on like what you like. I, I always tell people like, it feels weird to like sure. stop and think about like what you're tasting, but the more you do it, the more you get like better at it. And then you really start to learn your preferences. Mm -hmm. So I have so many notes pads like little note things in my iPhone just like random notes but I think that's really just like the way to do it if, if right. you're really interested in finding out what you like because once you know what you like it kind of removes the gap like when you're at a restaurant and you don't know if you're gonna like the bottle of wine like it'll just kind of help you make the best informed decision 
Right. And I mean, practice <laughs> makes perfect. Right? I know. Like, it's drinking. such a fun thing. Like, you yeah. can say, you know, it's a, it's a hobby because it, you, you're, you know, putting in the time, you're taking little notes and you're learning about pairings and what you yeah. like. So it's, it's, uh, it's not a bad way to uh, get into a hobby at all. <laughs> but so you mentioned pretty bottle, pretty labels, and I no, definitely not. Not a bad hobby to. <laughs> yeah, I have to show off this one here because I, I think you mentioned um, like the labels. Like I, I'm, a, I'm certified in wine, and I still find myself oh. drawn to like really pretty labels. Like some things just. Habits are hard to break, but this one is actually delicious, too. This is one of my favorite Sauv Blancs, and it has a pretty label. <laughs> really nice. I think that there's something to be said, right, for the marketing yeah. of wine, too. And for example, I mean, this little bubbly can, because every everyone has some sort of truly or white mm -hmm. claw or whatever it is in their fridge. So I think the wine industry <laughs> was really starting to push, like, okay, we need to figure yeah. out how to get some good wine in a can, too. Um, and even just packaging, and I think that that was a big part of bridal mm -hmm. showers, bachelorette parties, right? You wanted to bring the pretty bottle that would be yeah. cute in an Instagram <laughs> picture or whatever it is. But tell me, um, tell me a little bit about how, other than looking at a region, what are some other things that you would look for on a label to know that it really is going to be a good bottle? Yeah, I mean, for me, I like to look at the alcohol percentage. Um, because I think lower mm. alcohol wines are just a little bit more expressive. Um, when you think about like higher alcohol wines, like 14.2 and above, that's what I consider high, maybe even 14%. Um, okay. it's, it's going to be just like a little bit more ripe and that's not necessarily my style. Someone might like like a really ripe Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Sauvignon, and that's fine but like if you know you like that then that's like one indication that like it's gonna be like a big hitter um I like the lower alcohol mm -hmm. wines because that kind of that could be an indication of where it's from like a cooler climate because the grapes don't mm. stay on the ground on the vine quite as long because they don't need to like ripen as much and reach like a certain level of acidity mm -hmm. um so they're picked at different times and just made in a different style and I think it's just a little bit more delicate and that's just what I like so that's one thing that I look for um and also like I don't want to feel like I'm completely just like oblivious after like a glass of wine if the alcohol is too high so <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> yeah you want to be able to enjoy it and not feel like yeah some wine can just really hit you um and yeah so that's one thing I look for um and then too like if you're looking at imports um kind of take note of who the importer is we like to drink we we have consumed a lot of wine from KL wine merchants and I think they have one of the best wine portfolios, okay. um, everything from like French wine, every single wine region you can imagine in France, um, some really great champagnes and a lot of Spanish wines too. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's another tip is to just like look at the importer. And if you recognize it, there's like a few big ones, then you know, like it's going to be a good bottle. 
how do you feel about breaking some rules around wine where I think that, you know, so, so many people we grew up with a very um, limited or a lot of us grew up with a limited education around wine and really saw mm -hmm. it in movies or on TV. And then for a lot of us, like me, I learned the majority about wine in restaurants that I worked in, in high school and college and even after school um, where it was, you know, in my head, I had red wine had to go with red meat, <laughs> white wine had to go with poultry or fish. And, you know, as I've been exploring and luckily had a lot more exposure to wine, so many of those yeah. rules go out the window. So kind of what's your take on those rules? I know I am the worst about that. Like I know the rules and it's very like, I think old school to think like you can only have white wine with fish and red wine with meats. Um, I usually yeah. let like, I go with I open wine based on what I want to drink. And then I kind of do the wine or the food pairing after the fact. And sometimes I just completely ignore like the food pairing too, because I am so bad at this. Like I will focus on one thing versus like actually eating my food, drinking my wine, eating my food, drinking my wine. Like I'll eat my food and then I'll <laughs> drink my wine if I have to, if it's like not a good pairing or whatever. Um, but yeah. I, I care more about like what wine I want to drink. My husband has to like remind me like stop and like pair your wine with your food. Like that's why we made this. <laughs> well, because as much, right, as much as we want to feel okay breaking rules there yeah. are some reasons yeah. why those guidelines are put in place right so like I learned <laughs> the hard way um about how you never and correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm saying this backwards but you typically don't want your wine to be sweeter correct. than yeah, your you food. want it to be everything balanced so if right? you have a sweet wine or no your food sweeter yeah. than your wine I think it is I, said, I think I said it backwards you don't want your food to be sweeter than your wine, which is why if, and this, this is, I'll give you the example of how this backfired on me. I was drinking a cab and with a steak, which, you know, was great. And then dessert came, but I still had some wine left and it was such good wine. I didn't want to waste it, but oh man, yeah. it, it tastes different after I had a bite of creme brulee mm -hmm. and then went back to the cab. It was like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's cannons. It just so like, yeah, there are some out your mouth. Like, it's funny because like Valentine's Day yes. is marketed. Yes. It's like such a romantic holiday. And obviously red wine is a very romantic drink. And so is chocolate. So they obviously like just mm -hmm. get marketed together, but it's like the worst pairing out there. Yes. <laughs> it's really, really hard to pair a For red sure. wine with chocolate. Yes. But, um, the other day, I was feeling bold. I'm always feeling bold when, like, we're cooking here and, like, drinking wine. But we made lemon spaghetti and scallops. The obvious choice would be, like, a white wine. Yeah. Um, but I wanted red. Sure. So we went with, like, a Cabernet Franc from Santa Barbara. And it was, like, that perfect, like, low alcohol. So it had a lighter body. Just very, like, like, like I don't know the word for it. It was just light crisp for a red wine um and like incredibly balanced yeah. so there was nothing in the wine that was like super overpowering it was just very like elegant and smooth and balanced and high it had high acidity so it really matched like the high acidity in the spaghetti and the scallops and it shouldn't have worked and every right. textbook will tell you no don't do that but I loved it and it's like one of those things that just I gotta tell okay so it's so funny that you said that because last night 
I made, and I'm going to say it the way that I grew up saying it in Massachusetts, which is scallops. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I made, I did, it's so funny that you say that. I made pan-seared scallops yesterday and I made um, a pesto, a cashew pesto to go on top of it. And we had opened a bottle of um, Silver Oak Cabernet yeah. over the weekend on Sunday. And there was like one glass left. I could see it. And I was like, I don't want to throw this away. I made a super delicious mm -hmm. dinner. Let's just see how it goes. And you're right. Because of the acidity from, yeah. you know, the lemon that got squeezed over the scallops, uh, the brightness of the pesto, and it just worked. And I think, I honestly think that it was because it was that yeah. last glass that was in the bottle. Yeah. So it had a little bit mm -hmm. more time to smooth out, right? Yeah, so it was, you know, I think that's the main lesson. Don't mm -hmm. get so stuck in the, I need to drink red wine with this, white wine with this, bubbly with this. I mean, oh, you yeah. can drink bubbles whenever <laughs> you want. But um, I think that, yeah, I think there's so much um, movement and so much, like, free yeah. space for people to explore and yeah, try different I things. I know. I think absolutely. Someone, I can't remember who it was, but another, like, wine Instagrammer had posted something, like, if I see one more person recommend, like, Riesling and Thai food, I'm going to pull my hair out because, like, are we just, like, so unoriginal that we just keep, like, yes. repeating the same pairings instead of, like, trying new things? And um, I think that's, like, one thing that I've that's gotten more into in the pandemic since we just spend so much more time at home and we have a crap ton of wine here is, like, really, like, mixing things up. Because why not? If it doesn't work, we can just go open something else. Yeah. But um, another yeah. I like to do, like, I like that. Yeah. wine with fast food, too. <laughs> that's, like, another thing that we love. I've been That's fun. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so tell me. What oh pairs God. well with In and Out? out. <laughs> Anything. I I really like like a Burgundy or a nice bottle of Pinot. Um, on route from Russian River in Northern California, Sonoma, um, they have some really really nice yep. Pinots, and I love to drink that with In and Out. <laughs> that's so much fun. I like see it. That's the kind of like juxtaposition I love. Um, that's really cool. There's something to be said for kind of that clash of fast yeah. food and elegant wine. Um, I mean, so you have qu obviously quite a vast wine selection. How many bottles do you think you have oh in your house right um, now? I'm going to say somewhere between 400 and 450. <laughs> I'm like literally oh, sitting like next all this? to bottle, like boxes of wine. Like, sorry, there's clothes, but just like boxes. <laughs> Um, oh I think, my I goodness, okay. I, I don't know if I can flip, Woo! but this is what I'm looking at right now. So we have like a wine fridge and then we okay. have this wine credenza with like yep. three little fridges. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a cool um, piece. And then... That's a very cool piece. For those of you who are listening, <laughs> she's showing me. <laughs> if you're not watching and you're listening later on, uh, she has a cool wine yeah. fridge and like a shelf or like a, like a buffet like table almost credenza fridges. with and the wine have, built into um, the bottom. Yeah. Oh, I like that piece a lot. Right by our front door. We have another big one in our garage and another little one in our garage. You're in it. Time. You are yeah, we, for we sure have a lot in of it them. Then. And then we just still have like <laughs> boxes. <laughs> we do a really good job of like picking out wines yeah. and then hiding them so that they age for a really long time. That's what, so that's where we are in. Uh, basically, my husband and I became wine collectors this past year. 
Um, we went up to Napa for our first time a year ago. Like it was in July of last year. It was the first time we ever went up there and we fell in love. The next time we went, we went in January and he was like, we're going to yeah. drive up so that we can bring <laughs> as many bottles as possible home. And our oh my total gosh. was 82 that bottles that we brought home in, in January. <laughs> so 82 was a lot, but um, what I'm curious about, and a lot of people have asked me too, is when you go to wineries and you do wine tastings and everything, you feel a little bit obligated to join their wine club, right? Are you a fan of wine clubs? Do you have any mm -hmm. advice or tips for people like it's okay to avoid them? Cause yeah. we personally didn't sign up for any, well, we signed up for one and ended up canceling it, but I am just curious about your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, wine we club have world. wine clubs and I totally know that feeling too. Um, I think when we first started going wine tasting, we went a little crazy with it because we felt like, oh, like we have to join yeah. the wine club. Like you do, you, you do. Like you, you feel obligated, right? Because you're no. getting their hospitality. Um, now to just either like buy yeah. a couple bottles yeah. or just leave them a tip. We always leave them a tip either way. And I think that kind of helps with that, mm. like guilt sure. of not joining the wine club. But um, yeah, we've canceled a, bunch of, a right. bunch of the ones that we joined, but we still have, um, I'm just going to list them out. So we're part of, in Napa, we're part of Reverie. Oh um, that's like the very, one of the very first wine clubs we joined when we visited for the first time in 2016. And what we love about that one and why we kept it, um, like it, it's such a small, I knew that was going to happen. These always fall out of my ear. <laughs> I have like I know. freakishly tiny yeah. ears. It's just an um, earbud, who cares? But yeah, so we just fell in love with the boutique feel, which isn't like, you know, a lot of the bigger mm -hmm. brands are like coming in and buying wineries in Napa, but they're still like such a small group, yeah. like family owned and operated. And they honestly feel like friends to us. Like we try to see them outside of like wine tastings mm -hmm. when we're there, which is cool. And so like, we just, we love cool. one, the quality of their wines, the boutique feel, um, and just like they make you feel like your family. So that's one that we really like. Um, and then we also are members at Groth. And again, like just it's one of the best. Yes. One I've of heard the best things about Groth. experiences because yeah. they really make it feel oh, intimate. Okay. Well, like they don't the overbook. List. Everything is like by appointment. Mm. Last time we were there, I literally felt like I, I was leaving the spa and I had not been that relaxed at a winery like ever <laughs> like there's spa level relaxation I think the list <laughs> achieved that level of relaxation at our tasting and I was just like this is why we love Groth so <laughs> um but yeah so those are just oh, a couple I, I'm for sure coming to you for yeah, a list the next um, time we Barniente, go again like they have a few different sister wineries so you get a little bit of everything so you get their yes. um Cabernet and their Chardonnay um, and then their sister winery, Nickel Nickel, focuses just on single vineyards. So you get to taste like single mm -hmm. vineyard Merlot. And they used to have Syrah. They have Chardonnay as well. Um, and then just a bunch of Cab Sobs from across Napa Valley, which is just a really cool way of like learning about an ABA. Um, and then on yeah. route is their Pinot project. So like a little bit of something for everyone in that wine club. But what we really look for, we look for like the hospitality, we look for like the experience when we go, because we like to take advantage of the perks in a wine club. Right. Um, 
giftings when you go, you don't have to like pay every time. So, and then like the discounts on wine and, and then how much we're actually going to drink the wine. So those are like the things that we look for. Um, and I I mean, we, we still like get a fair amount on our own. Like we, we love Santa Barbara. So we buy a lot of wine from Santa Barbara. Um, and then, uh, like I, I love French wine and Spanish wine too. Champagne is like my love language. So, um, yeah, so we do a little bit of both. We buy bottles, but then we like get our normal shipments in from, from the wineries. Well, here's a question for you then. Um, speaking of champagne, I feel like there's a lot of times where people mm-hmm. want to get that nice bottle, right? They want to go to the store, they're bringing it for a celebration or they're bringing it as a gift or uh, whether it be a nice bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne. Is there um, a certain champagne that, mm-hmm. or whether it be Prosecco or champagne that you're loving right now that you want, or would suggest that we Ooh. grab this summer? Would you give oh my a gift? goodness. Okay. I wish I was more prepared with names. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I feel like Prosecco is definitely having a moment. Um, one, because it's just like so affordable. And two, like it's always such yeah. a crowd pleaser. Like it's not overly complicated it's just very fruity and light and you could have it on its own or it's the perfect mimosa sparkling wine so I I love I do love Prosecco one that I recently had um and they just released a Prosecco Rosé which is like a new thing I think in 2001 so I think 90 plus sellers it's like an online site um but they have a really good okay. Prosecco Rosé and their Prosecco is delicious. And that's like $13. So if you have time and you're thinking ahead, like definitely stock up wow. on that. But if you're in the grocery store, we actually like yeah. for mimosas, we don't think the Kirkland one is all that bad from Costco. <laughs> and you can buy it in bulk. And you can like buy it in bulk. So Prosecco's are pretty good. Like Mionetta is pretty good. And the Marca's really good. Like I, I think those producers for Prosecco mm-hmm. are, are doing a really good job. Um, Gancia is another one. I'm not sure if they have it in stores. I haven't been to a grocery store in a long time, but Gancia Prosecco, and they have a Prosecco Rosé. Um, I recently worked with them on a collaboration, oh. and, like, I've worked with them a couple times, and every time I drink their wine, I'm just like, this is so good. Like, why, why spend so much money on something when you can find, like – something like Prosecco that's, you know, affordable and accessible, but. A hundred percent. And I think that there's something around that too, right? Where you don't need to yeah, a $100 yeah. bottle of wine to be able to impress and enjoy one wine that, I mean, I, I know people have their thoughts on it, but it is the one wine that we know if we bring it somewhere, actually there's two. So High price point, if we bring a uh-huh. bottle of Camus yeah. Cabernet somewhere, people are going to love it. And then if for like a good value, um, Prisoner is always the standout yeah. for, I feel like that's the gateway wine when people mm-hmm. are a little intimidated because it's a really simple red blend. Yeah. And it's a cool bottle. It feels a little funky. And um, that's uh-huh. one where no matter where we bring it, everyone yeah, will go, Ooh, that prisoner. is a fun one. <laughs> so that's kind of become our go-to 
but I was curious because we don't mm -hmm. have that for a champagne or a bubbly yet. So I was curious as to like what those good yeah, I mean, grab and go bottles are. I do a are. lot of my shopping online um, for wine too. So I, and I haven't been to a grocery store since like 2019. <laughs> I started like delivering my groceries good before for you. the pandemic <laughs> because I was pregnant and just didn't want to carry them. Um, so I'm not really sure like what's sure. in there. I mean, oh, that's so Joe's, smart. I think in terms of like grocery stores, I always felt like Trader Joe's had like the best selection of wine. Um, one thing that like, if you really are, are set on drinking champagne from the champagne region, I am a big fan of like grower champagne yeah. um, and like non-vintage champagne. You're going to pay more money when the champagne has the harvest year on it. Um, but non-vintage oh, is, is just as good. I mean, they make non-vintage to up uphold the quality and like huh. that standard that is champagne. Um, you just can't age it. Oh, that's interesting. I, I honestly didn't even know that some bottles yeah, had a vintage yeah. year I on mean, it. It's, some it's a great that's way to like save money okay. because vintages are always going to be more expensive um, and they age longer. So it's right. actually cool to like sit on a vintage bottle of wine and like watch champagne age over time. But I like to drink that sure. right away. So for me, like I'm totally down with just like a non-vintage bottle. It's a little bit more price tag friendly. Um, and then I, I think a lot of, a lot of like the bigger producers like Vouv, like that's what they're putting in the stores. I don't see a whole lot of vintage Vouv in Ralph's. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's right. like grower champagne, like a lot of the right. big champagne houses like Vouv and, um, like Tattinger, like they, they work with these smaller like growers, mm -hmm. um, and like smaller negotiants to like meet the demands because they're so popular and they're widely distributed. Um, so like the growers out there in Champagne, mm -hmm. like provide some grapes to them so they can like meet the status quo. But a lot of the growers are like now producing like their own sure. champagnes. And so it's quality grapes and it's delicious and it's just, it's like boutique style champagne, which I love. And like I, you can find some really good bottles in like the 20 to $30 range, which is really good for champagne. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. That's so fun. Uh, so tell me, I, oh. I know we're taking up a little bit of your time and you have a little one to yeah. get back to, but I have a couple more questions for you, my dear. Um, so I'm curious, what kind of is that next trend in wine? We talked a little bit about it with, you know, rosé, mm -hmm. uh, Prosecco rosé coming out and kind of being a little bit of a trend. What other, either a varietal or something totally different that you're seeing on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, I what feel like natural wine is always like super trendy. Um, mm. In terms of like sparkling wine, I feel like brute nature is always like in fashion too, because it has the lowest amount of residual sugar. So a lot of people are like into that. But I mean, oh, I, th it, I think it's trendy, but okay. it's not always my favorite. I think a little bit of resi residual sugar in champagne and sparkling wine just like helps the flavor taste a little bit more balanced. But I think that is something that is growing in popularity. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so natural wines and um, I think like biodynamic winemaking too is always like a hot buzzword. 
it's a really cool way of like using the almanac and like having different like farming days and pruning days and it like there's some rituals where you plant like cow horns into the soil and you um you have like animals on the property (laughs) and it's just thinking about the vineyard as one entire ecosystem um where one thing is contributing to the next so you have like sheep on the farm that are like fertilizing and you want like beneficial insects there to pollinate and all of that stuff so it's very like holistic and kind of like hippie-ish which is kind of like fun okay <laughs> um but I I do like that style yeah, of wine a lot fun. I think it, it does provide like a true sense of terroir um and it's just good for the environment too and I think that's something that a lot of consumers are into these days like they want to know like you know totally. what the impact of you know what they're buying is so I think those are obviously like the, the big trends mm-hmm. probably heading into this year's natural wine, like minimal inter- intervention, really being able to taste the grapes and get a sense of place. So I, I think that's the cool stuff going on. <laughs> Very cool. Well, here's a question that I ask all of my guests, and I feel like especially for women and moms, it tends to sit a little closer to your heart. And my question to you is, if you could mm-hmm. go back to any age that you have been in the past growing up, Ooh. what age would you go back to? You know, lately I have really been missing college. <laughs> Does that count or is that too old? <laughs> mm. 100%. I think, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah that works. Like, I, I was in college a decade ago, um, which doesn't seem that long ago in the grand scheme of things, but it feels like a lifetime ago because just so much has happened. Um, I've changed. I'm not the same person that I was, but I, I do miss like just having time to focus on growing and learning. And I, they tell you all the time, like to enjoy it and savor it. And yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I think I would have done some things differently, but I think I would have done a lot of the same things, but it was just like one of the best times of my life with some of my favorite people that sadly, like, you know, we all have like a lot of us have families, yeah. so we're just not as close and we don't stay as connected. Um, so I wish I could just kind of go back and like hang on to those moments and really like find a way to hang on to those friendships. But I, I've been thinking a lot about that. I, we just sure. watched the show Girls on HBO, and that always makes me feel nostalgic for college and like uh-huh. my friends. So I think that's why yep. I'm feeling this way. <laughs> Sure. Well, what if you could go back and tell college aged Ashley anything? What Ooh, advice do you think she would I would to tell hear? her to switch her major. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. So, what I was your major and what would you philosophy. switch to do? <laughs> Which I, I loved reading. I loved okay. writing. <laughs> I loved like the arguments and the debates. And at one point, I considered like mm-hmm. going into law. Um, but then just like, I, I realized like, well, I'm going to be paying student loans for my entire life. So, and I'm, I'm done, like I'm done with school for now, but I, I mean, I don't think I would have done business. I think maybe something science related, honestly, because at this point in my life, um, after I somehow like with that degree, have, I'm like a client finance manager in digital media. So, I mean, it, it worked out okay, but I think because I have been like at a desk job for so long, I just like dream about being outside and especially like studying wine. My favorite part is like the vineyard management and 
long term, if I can somehow transition from like, like financial operations to like vineyard operations, like I would love to do that. And I think I just like, I'm craving to spend more time outside, like full time outside and have that be like my job. Um, But yeah, Yeah. so I think I would focus on something in that field that would like better prepare me for like my love of wine and realizing you can have a career in wine. And if I had known that in college, like (laughs) I definitely would have gone down that road. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, tell us kind of what's on the horizon for you. Are you working on anything fun and exciting? Kind of what's next for Smashley the Grape? This summer I'm studying wines from Argentina through Napa Valley Wine Academy. So I'm probably going to share a lot more about that region. I don't know a whole lot about it. So I'm excited to dive in. Um, I'm launching some virtual classes. I am partnering with this company called The Skills. Um, I have to post about it on my feed yet still, but uh, sneak peek, little announcement here first. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got the option to like, subscribe for a membership so I could like offer my services and expertise like regularly anytime you need me. And then there's just going to be like one-off group classes where we can learn about wine and there'll be a different theme every time. So the first one is in July and we're going to focus on the fundamentals of wine and cheese pairings. Um, So that'll be fun. Um, And then I have my ongoing in-person tastings in San Diego at Pigment. I have one coming up in July, um, 4th of July weekend. It's a red, white, and rosé theme for 4th of July. And we're focusing on biodynamic and organic wines. Um, And then hopefully travel. Honestly, like I I miss traveling. We haven't done it. We took our first trip away, like a 48-hour trip away from the baby for the first time in May. Um, And I think that was like us kind of testing the waters to maybe do an abroad trip because obviously we want to grow our family and you know I I loved being pregnant but sometimes I'm just like I want to do it all like I want to travel but I want to have another baby like it just yeah and it's hard right and I think that that's something as moms we're all so uh, overwhelmed with that thought of how do we do it all how can we do more yeah is what we're doing enough and and I don't know where those answers lie but I think as long as you're happy and as long as what you're doing mm-hmm. on the day-to-day makes you smile, yeah. then and you're honestly, doing enough. And honestly, the pandemic, I feel like, kind of, like, threw a wrench into everything. Because I feel like I haven't gotten to experience things the way that I normally would have. Um, and I'd maybe mm-hmm. feel more ready to, sure. you know, start for baby number two. But I yeah. need to go, or, you know, we have two kids and things are just completely crazy so (laughs) that's kind of where I'm at so I'm hoping I'm hoping to do like a wine vacation um maybe in September I will see I'm working with this company Trova Trip as well to um plan like a blogger trip so I would get to take a group of people and any of my fellow followers who love wine um take them abroad somewhere and do like a wine tasting and learn about wine with me. So I would like host the whole thing and I would plan, so cool. plan it with the company. So I'm in the process of collecting surveys. So 
if anyone wants that to happen, I have a link in my bio where you could submit feedback. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you need someone <laughs> to document it and you want the thing covered for a podcast or yes, whatever it may yeah. be, count me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love, no, that sounds I've amazing. Met a handful of people in real life, and I honestly love connecting with people who love wine and talking about it with them. So um, mm. I'm really hoping that that gets off the ground because it'd be so fun to like actually meet the people that I talk to all the time in real life and drink wine with them. Yeah. So hopefully that happens in 2023. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm so grateful that we connected. Yeah. I'm glad that Instagram helped me find you. And I hope that you'll come back. Maybe we can do some more Definitely. seasonal yeah, things and like things like that in the wine future. Drink and we'll have like a live uh, wine tasting. <laughs> Yeah, that would be We'd fun. do like a virtual tasting. Yeah. Hopefully everyone would be down for that. I, I couldn't imagine why they wouldn't <laughs> well, be. Well, <laughs> thank you. It was so nice chatting with you. Amazing. Yeah, Ashley, thank, thank you. you so, so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to rate and review the episode or better yet, do me a favor and go ahead and give this a share over on your social media. If you're on Instagram, be sure to share it in your stories and tag me at it's Casey Potts and I'll be sure to send some love right back. Stay tuned for more podcast episodes. You can also find me over on Instagram or on YouTube by searching Casey's Corner with Case. See you real soon.